Amen. You guys are coming for my job all right now. Goodness gracious. Praise God. Uh, such a great time to be in church. Can you say amen in this place, sir? Listen, Christmas Day, my sermon usually always has Jesus involved, but this is just the center. I get to talk about uh, Jesus Christ uh, for the next couple of minutes. Uh, it is the reason we're all here today. Uh, let's turn in our Bibles. Well, we didn't even need to turn there. The, 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 the children are fantastic time. Isaiah 9 verse 6 is my scripture we're going to be uh, focusing on today. Uh, and uh, it's great to come into the house of the Lord on Christmas Day. You see, because it's all about Jesus. Come on, it's always been about Jesus. From the very beginning of time, it was about Jesus. Listen, the Bible says that nothing that was made, that was made, was made without him. It's all about Jesus. Always was, is, and always will be. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now, it's all about Jesus. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about. And I want to present this scripture in another form. We've had it in a fantastic form. I want to give you a little insight into me. Now, you know, for those of you that know, I love music. I love music. I love listening to music. I love playing music. But there is a secret side of me that I probably haven't shared yet. And it always comes out at Christmas time. And I want to read our scripture. Uh, I was going to say, listen, it's Christmas. I can't just read it. We've got to sing this. But then I realized I can't sing. So we're not going to sing, right? So, <laughs> so I'm going to invite the help of George Frederick Handel. Oh my goodness. Now, from generation to generation, I've been listening to this every single year. My kids love it. Uh, my dad plays it. Uh, DJ, let's read the scripture for me, please, uh, if you can. Uh, I mean, just listen to that. Who's heard this before? Raise your hand, you heard it before. Nobody? My goodness, you're in for a treat. Come on. Look at the scripture on the, stand on, on the screen. Uh, listen to that. I know you're feeling it, Andy. I know you're feeling it. Come on. Goodness, listen. Come on. Beth, I know you're not. I know you're feeling this. Listen to the words. Come on, listen. You can read the words right there. Turn up just a little bit, please, a little bit, please. Come on, come on, come on, man. Listen to this. as I was feeling it. Come on now. Listen, next Christmas, play that. As soon as you wake up. I did it this morning. Hey, I'll do it next year again. That's thanks to my dad. I proud memories of wake up in the morning. My dad is whistling along to that. Praise God. I'm going to take that tradition on to my kids, their kids, until Jesus comes back. He's heaven in this place. 
I love that verse. I love the scripture. This is prophecy over 700 years before Jesus turned up on the scene. The prophet Isaiah said, this is what's going to happen. Uh, he said, what is going to happen? Who is going to come? And more importantly, what his name is going to be. And this is why we celebrate Christmas because Jesus entered into the world. And I want to kind of break down this scripture. We're going to talk for a couple of minutes about what this means to us. Now, the first couple of lines, it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And here we see two different dimensions. The first dimension is the human or the human aspect of it. A son, uh, so a child is born. That's the human side of it. Uh, it's usually the most emphasized part of Christmas. You know, we see the nativity plays and we see the little baby Jesus. We see a, a family starting um, and it's starting out um, with a child being born. Now, how many know a child being born should be a cause for celebration? Can you say amen in this place? Uh, it's when everyone says that a child is being born, there is jubilation or at least there should be jubilation there should be congratulations listen to Psalms 127 verse 3 to 5 the Bible says, behold children are a heritage from the Lord the fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children in ones of one's youth, happy is a man who has the quiver full of them they shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Here, children are the next generation. Children are the legacy. Children are what begins the family or builds the family. Children are what are expected in marriage. You see a married couple. Listen, we just announced a married couple. Listen, it's not going to be too long till we see little juniors running around. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, that's expected. When a child has been announced, there is celebration all over. So even here in the Bible, when it says, for unto us a child is born, the normal human response is celebration. Listen, I remember when my firstborn, Naomi, she was announced. We literally announced her. She was the first, obviously firstborn to us. Amen. Praise God. I only have one wife. I know I have a family. <laughs> Just have to throw that out there sometimes. You never know. My firstborn, her firstborn, but also she was the first grandchild on my parents' side as well. Uh, first grandchild on, on her parents' side also. See, she was the first of the first of the first. When we picked up the phone and we started announcing, people went crazy. Her mom, God bless her, I love her mom, she has her announcements. My, my mother-in-law, her emotions are normally just normal. We, hey, God bless you. Hi, mom. She's like, hi, how are you? That's how she is. Anything happens, she's like, hi, hi. The moment we said there's a born, she's like, no way. Praise God. <laughs> We told my parents, my parents at this time lived in London. I lived in Derby at the time. We told them, this was like, I don't know, it was like midnight or one o'clock in the morning. They got in the car and drove two hours to come to Derby. They kicked through the hospital doors. The nurses were like, listen, you can't come in here. It's like, listen, a child has been born. And they come out, hey. Because when a child is born, the human side of it, there is the celebration, there is the jubilation. That is a, a child has been born. That is the first part of this divine message. But the second part of this message is not the human response, it is the divine response. The first one is a child has been born, that's the human. But the second one is the son has been given. 
Unto us a son has been given. And think about this. This is now like talking about a gift. So we've done the, a child has been born. We've celebrated. But now we're talking about the divine gift given from God himself. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, I don't know if when you, you're preparing to give somebody a gift, it's actually quite exciting. You can't wait to see them open the, the gift. You spent time thinking about, yes, I know they're going to love this. You prepare the gift. You wrap it up nicely. You give it to them. You can't wait to see their reaction. Listen, my parents, they've got my kids a, a whole bag full of gifts. They say, when we got home, we need to FaceTime so they can see the reaction. Because when you give a gift, it's exciting. You want people to see it. Listen, this is a gift to you. And I'm giving this to you because I love you. Not even because you deserve it. Listen, my kids are getting so much. Listen, maybe they deserve it or not. That's, that's a bit questionable. But they're going to get it anyway because why? We love them. And it is the same here. A son is given to us as a gift. God in heaven saw from the foundations of the earth. He says, I've got to give these people a gift. Because I love them so much, I want to give them of myself. So God prepared the most famous gift anyone could ever ex expect to receive. And it is salvation through the Son, Jesus Christ. Can you say amen in this place? That is a gift given to each and every one of you this morning. Whatever you unwrap today, listen, you're going to get some good stuff. I understand it's going to be great. But the greatest gift you're ever going to receive is God himself wrapped up in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen in this place? Unto us, a son is given. Look at Romans 8 and verse number 32. God is a giver. He loves to do that. Look what the Bible says. He did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he, not with him also, freely give us all things? This is his nature. God is a giver. Look at Matthew 7 and verse number 11. The Bible says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your Father in heaven, or how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Listen, God is a giver. That is his nature. And here we're looking at what he has given unto us. First of all, the human response, a child, legacy has been born. Second is the divine response, and that is a gift of salvation. And I want to look at uh, the other verses, the other lines of the scripture. The Bible says uh, the government will be upon his shoulder. I love that. The government will be upon his shoulder. Now, this uh, portion of the prophecy is yet to be fulfilled. But it's talking about not just how Jesus came as a baby laid in the manger. Yes, that's a gift and so on. But it's talking about the second coming. It's talking about a time where Jesus is going to come again. And this time not going to be coming as a little baby. Not going to be coming in a manger. But he's be coming on a white horse. Coming clothed in majesty. Crown upon his head. Coming to take leadership and dominion. And take the government upon his shoulders and Lord knows we need a working government can you say that in this place we've had many just in the space of a couple of months people don't know what they're doing people don't know how to lead this place so I can't wait to vote in and listen this one doesn't matter about votes this isn't democracy no one is voting Jesus Christ in he's coming down and stepping and taking his rightful place and taking that government and laying upon his shoulders and I can't wait for 
that day because his wisdom is far beyond our wisdom. Can you say amen in this place? His love is far beyond our loves. So he's going to take the government and lead us and direct us and govern us and rule for 10 years? No. 20 years? 100 years? No, for eternity. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. The government will be upon his shoulders. And the reason why that's a fantastic news, a fantastic message, because that means um, that we can have peace. We don't have to worry about an economy when Jesus is running the government. Come on now. We don't have to worry about inflation when Jesus Christ is the prime minister. Come on now. We don't have to worry about uh, 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 all these things, all the issues that are brought to our attention uh, when we flip on the news. Listen, that means nothing. So long as Jesus Christ is in the driving seat, uh, we can sit back relaxed, uh, knowing that he will lead us into everlasting. Uh, he will lead us into victory. Uh, the government will be uh, upon his shoulders. And my, probably my favorite portion of the scripture and his name will be called. Now we understand names are to do with characters. Names are the identity of somebody. Names defines who you are, what you do. And I love the names given to God. I mean, there's hundreds of names throughout the Bible uh, uh, given to God. And, uh, you know, you, and they're there to define or there to show what kind of God he is. And the first name the Bible says in this scripture says, wonderful. Just listen to that. Wonder Imagine that's your name. What's your name? Wonderful. Wonderful, full of wonder. It means that it's so, it's so wonderful. You can't even comprehend. You can't even properly understand. And you know, when, when God reveals himself, you read throughout the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, God reveals himself to people. He comes in many different forms. Sometimes he comes, uh, the Bible describes it as an angel of the Lord, where it's, it's himself that he comes and visits. Uh, but when he speaks, uh, listen, there's many times he reveals himself to people but one of my favorite times when he reveals himself is to Samson's father Samson's father is a man named Manoah and it came to him and his wife and said listen you're going to have a child he's going to be a Nazarite no razor but come upon his head and everything like that tell him about what the child's going to do he's going to deliver but I love it because Manoah comes to the angel of the Lord saying listen what's your name and the angel of the Lord says to him why are you asking my name seeing that it is wonderful in other words you you can't comprehend. You ain't able to understand who I am. I'm too big for your small mind to comprehend. Listen, you can't handle the majesty of who I am. You can't understand and you will never understand even the grammar he uses to describe himself. He says, I am. And that is a, a present tense. And it will always be a present tense. When Jesus came on the scene, he said the same thing. He said, I am before Abraham was I am. Church, that is wonderful. And we won't be able to comprehend it. That's why I love this name, wonderful, because that's exactly who Jesus Christ is. Wonderful. Can you say amen in this place? The Bible says he'll be named counselor. Oh, listen, in this day and age, come on. In this day and age, how many people are trying to find counsel? 
How many people are trying to go here, there and everywhere, trying to understand, trying to get hope, trying to understand life? They even employ a counsellor. How many people are, are messed up, don't understand what's going on, even dare I say depressed, and they go and try and employ a counsellor? Well, that's why they named Jesus Counselor, because he has wisdom to be able to direct us in the paths that we should go. He's the one that's able to show us the hope we can have. Look at Proverbs 19 and verse number 21. The Bible says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, it is the Lord's counsel that will stand. Can you say amen in this place? All other counselors will fail. They will drop. But it is the Lord's counsel that will stand. It will stand the test of time. We can go and speak to the counsellor of counsellors. Can you say that in this place? We can find wise counsel in Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. The Bible calls him mighty God and everlasting father. I love this. Because, hey, if you're a JW in this place, you know Jehovah's Witnesses in this place. What they believe, they believe that God created Jesus. It was his first creation. This blows it out the water. Can you say amen in this place? One of his names is Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Listen, the Bible says in John 14, 6 to 7, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have known me, this is Jesus, you'd have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Jesus saying, you see me, you see the Father. Listen, you see me and the Father, we're the same. We're one, a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a triune God, God all wrapped up into one. So when the Jesus came, when the child was born, a son was given, literally God stepped down on earth and he came to dwell amongst us. We serve a living God, so much one that is able to say, listen, I'm going to come down and feel what you feel the Bible says we have a high priest oh who can identify with us because he's walked the path that we walk in can you say amen in this place he's felt the things that we have felt can you say amen in this place but yet he is still the everlasting father the mighty God in this place Jesus was not just a good man he wasn't just a prophet can you say amen in this place Jesus Christ was God in the flesh mighty God everlasting Father always was, he is, and he always will be. Can you say amen in this place? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. And that's the difference. I'll throw this one in there. That's the difference between Christianity and every other single relationship or every other religion, shall we? Because everybody will say, oh, there's this, there's that. And someone told me, oh, every religion is the same. You have a holy man and everyone has some laws. I was like, no, 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 no. We don't just have a holy man or a prophet. We serve the living God in the flesh. And Jesus Christ came down to us. We didn't have to go to him. Can you say amen in this place? We don't have to crawl and, and, and whip ourselves. And there's nothing we can do. No, Jesus Christ came to us. God came in the flesh. And that's why Christmas is so special to my heart 
heart because we remember the day that the plan that was made, the blueprint was made before the world was created, came to fruition, came to a head when the child was born and a son was given. They call him the Prince of Peace. Can you say amen in this place? The Prince of Peace. Now I want to finish off and say, listen, the story doesn't end there. You see, in English, we're told that every story has a beginning, a middle, and a what? Well, you see, this one doesn't. If we go Isaiah 9, we go to the next verse. The Bible says, uh, in verse number 7, Isaiah 9, it says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. Can you say amen in this place? So he came and it wasn't just a one time thing. Oh he came that was great. God bless you. We get on with our lives. No he came and he's going to come back again and when he comes back again he's going to take up his throne forever. There will be no end to his reign. There will be no end to his dominion. There'll be no end to his power. There'll be no end to his salvation. And this we can continue on until we breathe our last and go and be with him. Or he comes back, steps foot on the Mount of Olives. You know what? I can't wait for that day because every eye will see him and no one will be confused about his identity. Everybody will know exactly who he is when he comes back to reign. Doesn't matter where you was born, what language we speak. When Jesus Christ steps back on we would see him listen I say on that day we're all going to say the same thing listen people that are saved and believe in him trust him going to look at him and say oh my lord people that are not saved they're in trouble going to look at him and say oh my lord because they understand who he is listen he is a mighty God the saviour of the universe Jesus Christ my saviour is he your saviour this morning come on now he is the prince of peace come on let's say his names together and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's give him praise in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. God is so good. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. The whole universe is built around Jesus Christ. Our calendar is built around Jesus Christ. Come on, everything that is made was not made without him. Jesus Christ is the center. We sang that song, Jesus Christ is the center of it all. He truly is. And although people this Christmas season will try and delete Christ, talk about Merry Xmas, (laughs) Talk about happy holidays, festive season. You know, when I left work, I said, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Said, God bless you. Merry Christmas. The reason you've got a day off work on Monday is because my saviour came to the work. work." He said, no, come on now. (laughs) There's billions of people today stopping. And some of them may not even know why they're stopping, but they're stopping for Jesus Christ who else do we stop for like that name me one person 
Who else do we stop for like that? Because when the Savior came, everything changed. Unto us a child is born, a son is given. Let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes in this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. My favorite time of the year, Christmas time. Because we remember the great rescue mission. We remember power, the glory. We remember the gift that is given unto us. Child, son, savior, a ruler, a king, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And it'll be a travesty of me not to do this today on Christmas Day. I do it every service, but especially today. Listen, if you're here, you may have received gifts in your lifetime. You birthday gifts, uh, gifts for uh, congratulation of something. You've accomplished something. Gifts, people giving you gifts. But you need to make sure that you receive the best gift you would ever ever receive in your life and that is the gift of salvation the Bible says the wages of sin is death every bad thing we do the wages for that is death everything we everything we we, we go through every, every time we commit sin or do something that's against the law of God what we deserve is death but it doesn't stop there Bible goes on to say, but the gift, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The gift. So if you're here under the sound of my voice and you haven't really accepted that gift, you're here under the sound of my voice and you haven't really accepted Jesus Christ, the gift of salvation. The Bible says that you're going to have to try and pay for your sins yourself. And the payment for that is death. Not for a couple of years. Not a prison sentence. No, this is for eternity. The Bible says there'll be weeping, gnashing of teeth when people are cast into the lake of fire. For the judgment of your sins. But Jesus Christ came to take the payment or to make the payment, to take your sin upon his shoulders and that through him you can have eternal life. If you're here under the sound of my voice and you haven't accepted that free gift of salvation, but you want to, you want to finally have your life changed and transformed in this place, all I want you to do is raise your hand as a sign to me. I kind of privilege to pray with you in this place. Anyone at all, God bless you. I see that hand. If there's anyone else, you want Jesus Christ this Christmas and take the best gift that you'll ever get, the gift of salvation. Raise your hand if there's more in this place. You want Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior. Maybe you're in this place and you're, you're backslidden. You, you used to know Christ, but along the way something happened and now you're living for yourself. You're living for the world and you're living a, a, a life that's, that's, that's filled with sin. Listen, come back home. If that's you, put your hand up and I count it privilege to pray with you, lead you in a sinner's prayer in this place. Unsaved or backslidden, 
You want Jesus Christ in this place. Amen. God bless you. Amen. To the both, everyone else, your eyes are closed, your head is bowed. Just respect to God and the person next to you. And just the brother that lifted his hand, if you just look up at me. You mean that, brother? You mean that? God bless you. I want you to just come, come to the front. I'm going to get someone to pray with you and lead you in a prayer. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Church, what we're going to do, we're going to spend some time praying. And really what I want us to do is pray in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Listen, we're going to go home, we're going to eat, we're going to enjoy. But we need to first thank God for what he has done. Thank God that unto us, us of all people, a child is given, a son was given. Let's thank God for all that He has done because it's only by His grace and through the blood of Jesus Christ that we will enter in to glory. Not because of what we've done, because we couldn't do anything. No good work could get us into heaven. But it's what Jesus Christ came to do and accomplish that allows us to even think about stepping foot into heaven to be with God. So what I want us to do, listen, these altars are open. Listen, I want us to come and just pray and just lay it down and let's thank God. Let's come and spend time and, and be thankful, be grateful. Listen, um, let's spend time. If you've not come to this altar before, let today be the day you do it and say, God, I want to be grateful. So come, find a place right here in these altars. Let's be thankful to God for the Savior of the universe, the gift that was given to you, the Son that was given to you. Yes, yes. Let's come. Let's be thankful. Let's be thankful. Let's pray with thanksgiving, saying, God, we're forever indebted to you, Lord Jesus. Forever indebted to you, my God. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the gift that was given. A son was given to us. A child was born. And they shall call him wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. That's your Savior. He came. Oh, and he saved us all. 
thank you, Lord Jesus, this Christmas morning. We thank you, God. Shout out,